0: Chris, so okay. you were the one who told me about the the movie Barbarian, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Um, so I watched it this weekend. Um, and I don't want to give... Uh, There's some good twists and turns in it. I, I enjoyed it, I will say. Um, but the base premise, in case any, anybody who um, is on here who hasn't watched it yet, it is on... I think it's available on HBO Max right now is where I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that basically it starts with two people getting like booked in the same place at this, like one through HomeAway, one through Airbnb in like this very kind of desolate neighborhood in Detroit. Um, and then of course there happens to be at this Airbnb, there's like some crazy stuff going on in the basement. And so I watched it this weekend um, and I enjoyed it, but also I was starting to think because we're renting a Airbnb in New Hampshire, this cabin uh, for Thanksgiving. Um, and the, Thing is, we got a good deal on it because it had never been rented. There's it hadn't been rented Uh-oh. before. Uh-oh. <laughs> it started to make me be like, Oh, okay. Now I'm like, Watch I was a little, out. like I So I went and looked, and there is now one review from a verified person. So, and think, they apparently uh... barely had a lovely stay. So, you know, feeling okay about it, I think. But I don't know, have you ever stayed in an Airbnb or something like that without any uh reviews yet?
1: Uh, not without any reviews, I refuse to do that, I'm too scared um because you also hear horror stories about just like totally total you know shitholes <laughs> that are marketed differently or you know you find out you're actually in a hostel and not at your own airbnb whatever it might be anyway um i have not done that but i have stayed at airbnbs by myself that are th- that size of a home like a small home for work which is what the two main people in the beginning are sort of there for and there's always like a room that is like locked away and like you can't go you're not supposed to go in that room and i before this movie even came out i was like oh i want to went to that room i'm scared what if someone's in there so this the whole beginning the setup was amazing and it rang very true to when i go to say it's little small house airbnbs for work
0: ah i mean it was it was well done it was creepy it was, i encourage p- folks check it out if you haven't yet um yeah. the end is I, wild And Dan Dan is totally wild. Um, I'm also in the I'm not done with it, but I'm in the middle of watching uh, The Northman, which is on uh, Amazon Prime right now, uh, which is the same director who did The Witch.
1: Oh, Um, also, you're going through like all the Skarsgårds because Bill Skarsgård was in Barbarian and Alex Skarsgård is in The Northman, right? (laughs) Right, and uh, yeah,
0: who did the witch with Anya Taylor Joy? And then great, um,
1: that's a great movie.
0: I think the I don't know if it's Lighthouse or The Lighthouse, but I have you seen that one where it's oh my god, that movie and Robert Pattinson.
1: That movie is crazy too. It's it's so nuts
0: I I highly recommend it if
1: people haven't seen it. It's very weird. That's one of those movies that I don't need to see ever again, but I'm glad I saw it the first time and it was crazy.
0: It's like very stylistic and yeah, and
1: weird and. The dining, dyna- uh, and the acting's great, yeah,
0: yeah. Willem Defoe and Robert Pattinson are both incredible in it,
1: yep. Yeah, that was the first time I was like, I really like Robert Pattinson, he's he's good. We all liked Willem Defoe already, but yeah, he like,
0: yeah, Robert Pattinson kind of made his dramatic switch around then. Um, anyway, should we jump into? Well, I thought stuff? you were gonna
1: ask me if I watched the new Lindsay Lohan Netflix Christmas movie yet, and the answer would be. <laughs> I watched the first half of it, but <laughs> we'll save that for another podcast. Let's let's do our podcast.
0: You know what? I'll leave that is good for Lindsay. I, that's what she should be doing yeah. right now. That's what yeah. I said when I saw that trailer. Anyway, let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this American horror story. An unofficial podcast about the ethics hit show American Horror Story. I am your host, Tyler Moss, here with my co host,
1: Chris Houston. Hey, Tyler, how are you doing? Um, coming I'm doing in, pretty
0: well. Took yeah. a little
1: break in between these two episodes. We did. We did. Uh, it was my birthday Friday. So I appreciate
0: a little bit of uh, the, the pause in between. Uh, I also do apologize during this episode if you get some like stray, like saw sounds in the background. There's construction happening out on the uh, next door house. And we're recording this on Sunday afternoon currently. So, you know, that's what happens when you do daytime recording, I guess, but mm-hmm. at least we got more energy than we would if we were doing it late on a, on a uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. Um, speaking of which, I think we did a little game planning and what we've decided for the finale is that you and I are going to record episode nine uh, live on Wednesday night. And then we're going to record episode 10 on Thursday night. So we have a little bit more time to do our typical deep breaking down the episode, but also talking through the entire season and kind of giving out our season season awards i guess is how i describe what we do at the end there
1: it's crazy that we're already there and we're already having to do this 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 season flew by that's what happens when you do stacked episodes i guess but here we are
0: episode eight fire island
1: and we'll discuss that also like format and distribution and release how it all went in the finale um but yeah fire island fire island so um
0: before we really get dive into breaking down the episode, as always, we appreciate it when you all uh, send us, you know, your questions, comments, theories at this American at gmail.com or by going to our Facebook page and sending us a DM or posting uh, facebook.com this American Horror Story. And I wanted to have two, two, a couple comments that I, were shared with us um, between the last episode and this episode that I thought were great. Um, one was a comment from Amy on Facebook who pointed out that uh, this, she, she was particularly shouting out the sound editing in the mm. episodes from this week. And cool. uh, apparently, Matt Quayle, who's the name of the person who did the editing, uh, was um, the same senator on Mister Robot. So if you heard some kind of similarities, that would be the case for this particular season, uh, or Very at least cool. these past episodes. Um, and then uh, we had a comment from Mark on Facebook, which is great about a little bit of reality check into the time it takes to get to Fire Island from New oh, York City. Oh, good! Apparently, you have to take a train. You have to take a train for an hour. Then you jump on a trolley. Then you take the ferry to the island. So it's a two hour trip. So the point that Mark was making is some of these timelines in which like Henry and Gino are following Sam and Patrick over there back and forth. Or like Patrick is hurrying back to
1: help Gino is a little unrealistic. It's like Game of Thrones when you're like, how did you get from there to there in a week when it would take months? Exactly. Where's this teleporting machine 100%
0: 100% and then mark also included a picture of himself and robin bird from that robin
1: bird show uh, oh no way
0: yeah apparently um she still hosts a weekly dance party on fire island during the summer so that's that probably
1: where is that is rad from. that yeah. is so cool oh that's awesome yeah
0: that was hilarious so that, that was uh, i appreciate that mark thanks for sharing um before we dive into the cold open chris uh this mm-hmm. is a sunday afternoon but what are you drinking i'm
1: since it is a Sunday afternoon, I have a cold, refreshing glass of a Sonoma County Pinot Noir Rosé.
0: Oh, ah, look, at well, that's quite a pour, too. Good for you. We, we call
1: this the airport pour.
0: <laughs> I like it. Um, I am taking it a little bit easy this afternoon, uh, and I've been drinking, actually, Earl Grey tea, uh, which is one of my favorite teas. So, you know, just... To, I love
1: I love an Earl Grey tea. Bergamot? Mm.
0: Mm, rainy Sunday. Just, yeah. you know getting ready for the week you know how it goes uh chris do you want to take us through the cold open of this episode titled fire island
1: yes before i do um since this is called fire island i have not so my knowledge of fire island is just the reference of like it being this location where a lot of uh gay men go to party and have fun and you know do their thing uh just outside of new york um and then I did watch the movie Fire Island. I think it was on Netflix with Bo and Yang. Have you seen that? I I know of the movie. I haven't okay. seen it yet. I recommend it. It's pretty good, actually. I mean, it's for Netflix comedy, whatever. Um, but it really helps, like, explain a lot of like how big the ferry is and like what the, what the issues are and like how people meet each other in the certain party location. So I found that watching this episode gave me having seen that movie first like a couple months ago gave me a better foundation of understanding like the dynamic of this like remote not remote but like this um, location destination
0: yeah. yeah anyway it's a setting with personality kind of like yes. i mean we've said that about new york this season too is it's like yep. it's any yep. in the same way they did provincetown two last season like right. they've, they've done a good job
1: lately of kind of giving settings you know a certain distinctive feel They've always been, we'll talk about this too, but like, you have always been pretty good about the asylum, um, the um, uh, the hotel, Cortez. Oh, you know, yeah, like I mean, of, cor- of course those settings are too. I mean, I, yeah.
0: I think I meant it more in the sense of like oh, the real city. places, yeah. like real places. Right, you know what I mean? right, right, right. Uh,
1: okay, so uh, we are on the Ferry to Fire Island, and we're with Theo, who is barfing, and Adam. And... To catch everyone up, they're going because they're meeting up with um Gino and Patrick, who have put a down payment on a house or something like that. It's a little unclear, but they're also unemployed, so uh, or Patrick is. Um, Theo has been barfing not just because of seasickness, he says he's been actually barfing like Hannah's been barfing, and Adam thinks it may have something to do with the, that the immune system virus going around that Hannah's been investigating. Um, and hannah who also left a voicemail to adam saying that she wasn't going to make it so and we think you know we haven't seen a body yet but it's implied that she may not be around anymore right um so they're talking and theo opens his book up i guess and discusses all the stds he's had he confesses like all of them and how many times he's had them which is quite a lot for a young guy <laughs> um and then adam says he thinks he had craps once but it turned out it wasn't and that's kind of cute <laughs> Um, And then Theo calls Adam St. Bernadette and says, he's just looking forward to being a one, one man guy. Mm. Uh, And that's, it's kind of sweet. So they're really kind of having this thing, but truly Theo looks very worse for the wear right now. He is pale, vomiting, even his jokes, his energy is very low. Um, Well, they get off the, as everyone's exiting the ferry, turns out Fran and her gang are also on this ferry and they, throw water on Gino for taking the pride issue cover <laughs> which okay Um, and then Sam is there too at the dock with two new twinks and Theo sees them Patrick sees them also because Patrick and Gino are walking off at the same time and they all kind of go their separate ways which was a great sequence I thought like it's one of those Movies openings where you see oh it's almost like White Lotus also like everyone rides on the same ship and they all go their uh, certain yeah. ways but you all you get a little bit of a dynamic of what's going on with each with each grouping uh, and you know that they're gonna cross paths when they're stuck on this island together so I thought it was really awesome um, at the end when they all walked off I was like well the whole party's here let's see here we go let's see what happens and then we mm. go to the credits.
0: Yeah, I think the main thing I was going to just talk about is like, I feel like there was a lot of um, teasing happening in this opening scene about Theo dying this episode mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, I, I feel like when we got that quote about him being a one man guy for the first time ever, it's it kind of, uh, that seems to be, that's a somewhat of a, a trope, right? Where it's like, he's finally changing his ways after going through all this. And of course, when, you know, you're finally invested in changing your ways tends to be the time the person gets, you know, killed. Right. So, that was, uh, you know, a little bit of, to your point, or a little bit of a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it, it felt like- Foreshadow? We were, exactly, thank you. <laughs> <It's> just struggling <laughs> for that word in my my brain bank today. Um, it's Sunday. Then, then also agreeing with you too, that like, it was a little funny that Fran and her gang were there. Um, and then they were somewhat obnoxious for Justin Gino you know, and water.
1: Just like, are you just say are your boss? <laughs>
0: Well, she's making bank apparently doing all her tarot cards now. No, That's
1: true. And and, uh, that's the way they explained her presence there too, which is funny. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, This episode was written by Nim Martel, Charlie Carver, and Our Lady J, who've Mm -hmm. all been Various episodes this season, and was directed by Jennifer Lynch, who I think I think also directed an episode. Maybe I'm trying. I now I'm struggling to remember whether. Well, Jennifer she's done she... other seasons. She, so she's, she's definitely done American Horror Story. I yeah. don't remember if she's done NYC already. Right, season. right. Uh, but so we open back up after the credits on the beach where Pat and Jean are drinking mai tais. Um, I, I like how they it, the little like umbrella. The, it's well, yeah. The, the mai tai has kind of become a symbol of like overcoming Whitely You know what mm-hmm. I mean. Um, appreciating life. They're starting to kind of get their make out on when Patrick tries to unbutton Gino's shirt. Uh, but something's up here, right? Uh, Gino doesn't like him starting to address him and Pat, Patrick is immediately mad at Gino for like still not being over cheating, I guess. Um, and feeling like Gino's harboring some latent resentment or something, which to be fair, Gino probably should be still like Patrick was covering up a lot of stuff, um, but Gino then starts to say like, I think there's something wrong with me. Uh, he he has more growths on his body like we'd seen before. Um, and so that's why he's kind of being weird about
1: sexual touching, I guess. Yeah, he said, you don't like, you don't like, or no, Patrick says to Gino, you don't like it when I touch you anymore. It's been like that for a while. I hate exposition like that, by the way, when it's like, like the time jump we didn't have a long time jump like it's been like that for a while like yeah, yeah i feel like we would know that yeah uh, or like we already do know that right um but well and it's like let's create more tension in this relationship after they just got through this massively traumatic experience together let's make it tense again like
0: <laughs> I found that relationship a little bit annoying, this this
1: episode, if I'm being yeah. honest. Like, I, I've, it I started like... off okay, I thought. I was like, oh, they're kissing and like, yeah, you know, good for them. They deserve this. And Gino really wanted to go on this trip. Remember him talking to Adam and trying to convince him to come and like, move on. There's no more killers. Yeah. How great. Well, and that's
0: and that's kind of where this is going because all of a sudden, you know, Gino's worrying about the implications of the illness, uh, but uh, Patrick's still thinking it's something psychological about the Mai tai killer and everything. Then Gino starts telling Patrick that there's still something out there and he gets super angry. But at the same time, I was thinking like, isn't this what Gino yelled at Adam for last episode was for still thinking there was something out there when he said it was just the Mai Tai killer and only the Mai Tai killer.
1: 100% and here we go again, rewriting Gino to be something a little different than he was last episode. Remember when he was scared with the lead pipe going into the, um, the, the basement of the building to find Whiteley there and yet he was in he's a war veteran <laughs> i know and now he and like last episode he was telling adam to like move on and they got the mai tai killer like come party and relax and take the, your mind off that and then this episode he's now the opposite of that again so a little inconsistent again
0: which is a bummer for me because i do i have appreciated um the acting of joe Joe Mantel, Mantello, Man- Mantello, I Yeah. I always miss up his last name and of, of the character Gino this season, but I do feel like they've done Gino some injustices lately of his character being inconsistent.
1: Yeah. Generally, he's a great character. And we really like him. Like one of the new favorites, I think. But this is it is a, fr- a little bit frustrating that they keep changing him um, to be something different, depending on what the episode needs for tension and drama.
0: Right. right. Uh, so, you know, they, they have a falling out again. Gino walks off and Patrick, you know, Returns to the house where Adam and Theo are kind of starting to get it on. Um, also, this house is ridiculous. Like this is the house they put a uh, d- down payment on. It's like you it's, no wonder they're worried about money because that place yeah. looks like it'd be very expensive. Yes. Uh, but Patrick Patrick arrives home and then and he grabs a beer and starts being an asshole to Adam for no reason, interrogating him about Gino being intense at work and stuff like that. Uh, this this episode was. Not only was it a little bit frustrating between Gino and Patrick's relationship, but it, I, 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 as complex as Patrick has been as a character, I've like appreciated him for the most part. But he was just kind of being a dick in this scene. And it was, mm-hmm. I don't know, it didn't make me like him very much.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. He was, I was frustrated with him. And again, I was like, is there some secret that we don't know? But it doesn't seem like that at this point. He's just being a dick. Right,
0: Patrick takes a shower, and, and they I noted here that like they take the steamiest showers, of, this <laughs> of course, they, it's fire island. <laughs> yeah. But even like Barbara and stuff when she was dying was just like in the oh, highest yeah. shower imaginable. But,
1: um, nobody takes know, regular showers, they all take sexy showers, yeah.
0: But he, his growth on his back is, is clearly visible in this mm-hmm. particular scene. Then he goes out and, um sees Barbara again outside looking out at the ocean and he kind of goes out to see her. She does like a teleportation situation behind him. And we see that she's some sort of like deteriorated corpse at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Patrick wakes up in like a beach chair, like as if he's waking up from a nightmare.
1: I want to say I really, as I liked this sequence because it was so cheesy. It reminded me of like that eighties campy horror hallucination scene. Uh, I I hated it for you know, a reason like I'm so sick of Barbara and I don't understand what her purpose is in any of the story at all. But this the way it was filmed, Jennifer Lynch, thumbs up. Like it was just so, such a reference of I don't know if it's an actual specific movie, but I just got that vibe from it. And I thought it was hilarious and a very successful jump scare for me when she was like, you think she's in front of her, uh, of Patrick, and then she t- ends up being behind him. That scared the crap. I jumped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, good that, job. That was well That was well done. Um, and I'll
0: also say, too, if I had to speculate why Barbara's hanging around, which, again, I agree is kind of annoying. I guess maybe it's supposed to be like Patrick's subconscious. Because f- if we Guilt. figure that Patrick is, yeah, because if Patrick is the one, not only, obviously he divorced her and everything, too, but, you know.
1: He gave her. He gave her the HIV, virus. which is yeah. the,
0: what she died from, and that's embodied by Big Daddy, right? And so I think that maybe it's his yeah. subconscious guilt at being the one who gave her the disease. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but, I, you know, again, I agree with you that it feels kind of cheesy. Yeah. Um Meanwhile, on the beach, Gina's out on a walk, just, um, I don't know. It, it, he seems like he starts off at some, I don't know if that was supposed to be like where the body was buried from when they dug up. Uh, you know, the pieces of that guy that Sam and oh. Patrick because there was like, a, it seemed like a very specific place where there was almost like a marker in the ground where Gina oh. starts his walk and Big Daddy's like watching from
1: behind the bush. So, that, yeah, no. So he follows like the two younger guys from the beach into the woods ish right is that you're talking about that scene yeah so this was hard there's a few characters again i wish i had subtitles so i could hear what was being said but i believe that henry later on tells gina like i saw you like walk to the that that stick that had i believe it's crisco um like stuck onto it because that's where guys are going into the woods to go hook up
0: oh so that's where Pat, sam takes henry later probably yes yeah end.
1: i i see okay i missed that gino's like oh should i go in there but he doesn't actually commit to going into the woods where all the guys are hooking up
0: i get it okay yeah.
1: okay so that was good context. so <laughs> i did miss that um i had to rewind we, multiple times just to try to hear what henry's saying to, in that after they run into each other but continue right and we
0: do see big daddy i believe peeking out lurking in the shadow mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm demo walking on the beach you know that's as you said henry pops up and is following him here uh but his his uh missing hand hidden underneath his sleeve um but basically he's now become a stalker of gino he's like a admirer um what? And this, is, this, it's so, <laughs> this is so what i mean if this if there's anything that makes this work even a little bit it's just dennis Sohair being oh, yeah. talented but you know basically Henry goes through this whole spiel about how the mob is closely tracking Gino and he like has let Gino live, but you know, Gino's not intimidated. He's like, I grew up with these guys. They haven't come get me. And uh, it only seems to make Henry love Gino even more, Um, you know, and this is when Henry effectively professes his love with him. Um, I don't know. It seems kind of, this whole scene seems kind of odd. It's unclear whether or not Henry's really being Gino indicates he's being sincere. He's being weird because he's on opioids for his oh, yeah. missing hand. Right. Um, but I don't know. How, do, how did you feel about this whole sequence with Henry on the beach?
1: Loved Henry. Love him. Loved Ansel O'Hare. I think Henry's character is actually one of my favorites. None of this made sense to me. I had to rewind it a few times to try to figure out what he was trying to do in this. And at the end, when he's like begging on his knees, saying he loves him and no one will ever let lo- he get stopped there. Or if I can't have you, no, like, he's like, Gino stops him. It it just went so batshit that I did not understand what was going on. Um, Is he threatening
0: to murder Gino at that point in time? Like when he's saying, when he was about to say, if I can't have you,
1: no one can. That's what I think he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because he seems like he's obviously gone off his rocker after a few minutes earlier saying the mob knows everything about you and Patrick. And. I was supposed to kill you and they still could kill you easily. They know where you're at and, you know, yeah. your loops and everything. And then, but I saved you. I don't know. It, it, I, I just, I never saw any indication that there was an underlying unrequited love <laughs> for Gino from Henry. At any point up until well, this conversation,
0: well, well, there was the episode. Well, there was when they were on the slabs at in Whiteley's place, oh, and he was like, "Patrick's at the de- too young
1: for you." you, you
0: that's you, right. Could somebody older. So I think the, that was last to be, episode. Yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be like the um the, the predecessor to this conversation, I think. Yeah, but I agree with you that like this feels so weird for zero Drew's to hundred for Henry's character, and they try to wipe it or you know um they try to play it off as being a. a factor based from the opioids but
1: I don't know if I believe it you know I mean he was such a cool calm collected cl- like classy aloof guy like, that sir. yeah hey, at, hey at the bar that would just drink his you know and now he's like this desperate Ugh, sack, I didn't, sad No,
0: <laughs> yeah he was cool and now he was like just sad I didn't like the direction they took him this episode either yeah. um, so we go to the restaurant where Theo's looking really sickly at this point in time um Theo and Adam to be going back to the house when Sam walks in with his, you know, Twinks. Uh huh. Uh, and it was unclear to me whether or not, like, Theo was supposed to be jealous at that point in time or not. I feel like Sam's like trying to make him jealous, but Theo's just too sick to think anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I Sam didn't... walks out. Oh, go, I was gonna say, Sam walks out to chat with Henry, who explains to Sam his, his longing for Gino. And Sam says he'll find a, a slab of meat for Henry, uh, if he
1: comes to meet him later. Um, Before moving on from the Sam and Henry interaction, I think Dennis O'Hare gave me my favorite acting moment in the entire season while he was at the bar. Do you remember what he was doing? Was it when he was trying to wave down the waiter? He had his money in his hand like this and he was going, Hello, 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 hello. (laughs) <laughs> like this, like older, like man, a little effeminately, but just hello, waving his money at the bartender who's dealing with all like the young bucks and I. You just, just totally ignore. I yeah. I rewound it two or three times. I was like, I love you, Dennis O'Hare. <laughs> that was so funny. So that was my favorite Henry moment and my favorite Dennis O'Hare.
0: Hello, hello. And then of, then of <laughs> course, Sam, then of course, Sam comes in and gets a drink yeah. immediately, and he goes
1: him. like snaps and goes two i know did you did you ever watch happy days that old show a long time ago yeah yeah oh, so you know, the Fonz. yeah it was, it's like yeah. when
0: someone's trying to play the jukebox in the bar and then the Fonz comes up and like yeah you know hits it with his elbow and it starts yeah. playing a song or something that's kind of where it was like between, yeah
1: um, same um along those lines real quick zachary quinto quinto is also he's so perfect in this role he's so good he's slimy but he's got like the swagger and He's just—I think I'm a big fan of his too. So the two of these guys together are fantastic.
0: Yeah, although his character takes some real—I mean, Mm. he's taken dark turns off and on. But this at the end of this episode, well, the end of this
1: episode, he's just despicable. Uh huh.
0: Um, But so Sam promises Henry this—you know—slab of meat if he meets him later in the woods at that presumably at that place where we saw the Crisco can earlier. Um, But. I think Adam has like gone to pay or something like that. It's unclear like why
1: he was going to pay, but
0: Theo and Adam aren't meeting back up right here at the same bar. they were at together. But Sam sneaks off to talk to Theo. And after some back and forth banter, they come to a truce and for a moment, I'm like, Oh, that's good for them. They're coming to a truce. And Sam offers Theo a shot, but Theo takes the shot that Sam was holding for himself. So this is a little bit when I'm like, when later when they're showing what happened, is it like, Sam predicted that Theo would take the shot that he was saving for himself. And so is that the gamesmanship we're expecting, or like we're supposed to think about as having happened here?
1: It's like the princess bride where both are poisoned or something like that. Um, but Sam
0: but, Thea, but Sam drinks one too.
1: Yeah, I don't, I mean, I assume he knew which one he was, he had drugged. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I guess I'd have to rewatch it to see if he like, did a sleight of hand or something like it to make sure that Theo got the one that had the drugs in it. Yeah. But, uh, obviously
0: we learn, learn later slips, the other drugs and who knows where Adam is at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we jump from here to Fran and her friends on a different part of the island. Fran and her friends doing fondue. (laughs) Fran Fran and friends doing, eating fondue. Uh, in she, she, this is when she mentioned that she's, you know, they're in this rental because, um, I don't know if she says Sam's name here or not, but we learned that Sam brought her to the island to do tarot and is paying her bank, apparently.
1: Yeah, fifty bucks a reading.
0: Yeah, um, and they uh, also
1: are there to look for ticks. It sounds like yeah, there yeah, there's a doctor in the Cherry Hill part of Fire Island or something like that, and they're there to discuss um, the the like fifty other cases that she's been looking at that are similar to, I think her name's KK. I forget what her name is, but the, the friend that has the, um the, that has the illness.
0: Right. And I the think symptoms. tracking this back to, you know, the stuff happening on Plum Island that Fran has that theory about and the ticks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. When they look out the window and they see big daddy hanging out, they're like broad daylight. Yeah. Fran like writes them off of her. She's like, Oh, it's just some drunk dude go having gone the wrong way. And they kind of start yelling at him. Then he disappears, and next time he's closer on the other side of the house. And K- is it KK that runs out with the switchblade and like? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I thought this was it for her. Yeah, me too. But apparently, he he walks away when she does that, which was kind of strange.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Especially when you consider what happens in just like the next scene. Basically. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so jump to Nightfall. Gino's back at home. We don't know where Patrick is at this point in time. There's no sign of him right yet. And Gino's carefully making himself a cocktail. Looks like maybe vodka, soda, gin, and tonic. It's hard to say exactly. There's a lime, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, his record stops. And when out of nowhere, he's tackled by Big Daddy, just similar to how Patrick was back at Barbara's house, right? right. Uh, Gino still has the knife in his hand from when he was cutting the lime. He slashes Big Daddy. And that's when we find out Adam's still there. Adam jumps in to help. While Gino stabs Big Daddy in the leg. This is the mm-hmm. first time we've seen someone do real damage to Big Daddy like right. this. Right. So they go and hide behind the door, which Big Daddy breaks through with his bare hands. Uh, and that's when Patrick shoots him in the back of the head. As they decide to call the police, um, Adam decides he wants to see Big Daddy's face. Uh, and they go back and the corpse is gone. Just. Plane disappeared. So I, this was I, the first time. I don't know. This was interesting that we saw Santa much there was actual physical damage against Big Daddy,
1: Michael Myers.
0: Yeah, yeah, It did kind of have Michael Myers vibes. Oh. Um, this is interspersed with uh, a couple other. I think this is the last we see of Gino and Patrick in this uh, episode. Um, but we go to a party at Sam's house where friends are arriving. Everyone is coked up, uh, but friends gonna do tarot readings. They take her upstairs. No, um, nowhere no one really seems all that interested in tarot at first, but she starts doing them for various people, and it's similar to that scene from a couple episodes ago. Bad fortune. She starts flipping death cards for everybody.
1: Everyone, boom! First card, death, death, and they kind of respond to it a little differently. Most of them are like, "Ha ha ha ha!" ha that's like, <laughs> funny or silly, you know, because they're all they're all partying. This whole tarot thing—it just feels oh, t- too nose t- for me. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's a way to get Fran into the story more, but again, her purpose is doesn't seem completely necessary, right? Uh, then we jump to, and this is the
0: darkest scene uh, of this episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Henry wandering into the woods where various people are having sex, and he stumbles across Sam. Um, Sam says he's found that piece of meat, and that piece of meat is poor Theo, drugged up. Chained to a tree. Uh this is when I was like, I thought he picked up the other drink intentionally, like even anticipating Sam might do this. Um, I also thought here, like, doesn't Adam wonder where Sam like where yeah. Theo is? They were together at the thing and then Adam we never saw yeah, um we so never strange. saw what happened there.
1: There's no there's no like I'll be back or see you soon or yeah. And it's nighttime, so it's weird. Right.
0: I also just wrote here that like this, this Sam is a really horrible person. Like, agreed that it's well acted, but it, it's pretty just like absolutely disgusting yeah um i mean he's a sex trafficker basically at this point mm-hmm. in time, right
1: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely
0: mm-hmm. uh but sam tells henry because theo is like unable to really talk tells henry that this is theo's fantasy um and i also noted at this point that the way theo's chained up he kind of looks like the sentinel that whiteley was putting together kind
1: of I, the, with the arms in the same position and everything right i thought the same thing absolutely yep In that kind of crucifix position, savior position. Exactly. So Henry
0: starts to strip down uh, and kind of is giving this whole spiel about these young people who are just throwing away what they should be treasuring, being, I guess, they're youthful. Yeah. Just like having a future. (laughs) Right. Um, Behind them is Big Daddy, steps out of the woods. Uh, Henry, (laughs) this is interesting, too, is Henry sees Big Daddy. I don't think we have any indication at this point that Henry would have HIV.
1: No, we haven't seen anything that indicates that, as far as I know. Right,
0: uh, and Henry Henry runs away, and leaves yeah. Theo to f- effectively be killed. Um, it's and this this whole scene that happens is very surreal. That happens next; it's very misty. There's like a very strange pagan like scene. Big Daddy disappears seemingly, and uh, a bunch of young guys with deer antlers come out. And there's so many in things. Speedos. In Speedos, I think we're supposed to think it's the all the guys Theo's had sex with over the years is how I interpreted it. He says, and, "I know,
1: all, I know you. I'm all of you. I photographed you. So it's a lot of the people that he has. He, right. has and, he he knows.
0: Well, and the deer antlers clearly being a tie to the deer that had, you know, the disease at the beginning of the season too, where they had to wipe um,
1: out the, cold the population on the island."
0: Right. And then they they untie him and they seem to like surround him and gently carry him away. And I I mean, this seems to be him dying. It's some metaphor for him dying. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. where where this episode ends. Uh, to me, and I, I mentioned this to you before we started recording. This particular scene almost felt like it, it was supposed to be homage to some movie, but I didn't know what movie it was an homage to. So if that is the case, you said you didn't know either. I'd be very curious if any of our fans know. Uh, or any of our listeners know like if this was a homage to something specific because it seemed
1: it it
0: seemed very specific right and kind of i don't want to say totally totally out of nowhere but it seemed a little bit i don't know it seemed a little bit odd
1: yeah i got you know shakespearean community theater vibes out of this whole sequence um it was a little i don't know i mentioned it to you earlier this is this is where the episode really kind of (laughs) lost um i get that it's probably supposed to be this poetic metaphor for theo passing into the next realm or moving on into a new life or just dying uh but not having a brutal death was a choice obviously he doesn't get murdered by uh big daddy Daddy. he gets carried out by all these you know deer uh and he also like kind of they do a good shot of him kind of shedding a tear as he's like getting carried away uh, and smiling ish as the whole scene kind of, which was a dark misty foggy um, woods scene just sort of brightens up and then it kind of all like spills and flows outward to be just like pure white. Generally that's kind of a, um, a technique used to show someone passing into the light to heaven, perhaps Uh showing that Theo is a good guy um and having the people who seem to be somewhat innocent people as well taking him to that place uh is a choice so that's that's I'm pretty pretty straightforward about what I think we're supposed to take out of it the sequence itself seems silly i don't know you know it's it's it was Beauty fine
0: of, i thought it was well shot you know yeah. from a direct like a directorial and cinematic
1: Maybe the right. costuming of it, like with the with the guys as deer, it was just kind of I don't know, it felt a little cheesy. But yeah. it was shot beautifully. I think Jennifer Lynch is great uh, director. I'm I'm impressed with how she did. It. I just I yeah I just didn't maybe it's the costuming that I just didn't like. I don't know.
0: I mean, and this is also
1: where the episode ends.
0: I I don't know. Um, let's go ahead and go into yeah. our full kind of takes on the episode. So, go you go ahead.
1: Um, so. I had a different idea of how this episode would play out based off the cold open. Um, I thought we were going to the Island and it, it like almost like, and then there were none Agatha Christie where one by one, we'll start like seeing some of our main characters, like getting knocked off or disappearing or, um, something happening to them. Uh, what we get instead is a lot of inner relationship drama, which is fine. That's we're getting, that's kind of a lot of what's happening during this episode. And throughout the season. Uh, but then it goes into a weird, you know, I I, I think we're spending too much time with Big Daddy not doing anything. He just literally appears. And I guess he got in a fight with Gino and um, Adam, but we haven't seen him really hurt anyone yet, I guess, besides throwing them around. I, I just, with two more episodes to go, I, I would have liked some more finite action that determined like gave us a few more answers perhaps um and then theo's death just felt i don't know i i cared about him i think he's a good character and i was excited to see his evolution but he didn't i don't i don't know why he was the one that was chosen to be to die first um i think I mean, to, it was
0: tragic i, I mean i yeah. think it's because he was like changing his ways and he finally found true love after going through a bunch of stuff so it, like it heightened the tragedy he was also right. you know, young and beautiful and stuff like it would the idea being
1: it would like be less impactful if it's sam the first one who dies or something like that right i, yeah. I guess it's just because we've seen some of the other guys have like the, the like the marks sooner and have more of them and theo just seemed to be throwing up and i i don't know again i'm okay with him dying it's i definitely understand why we're supposed to feel sad about it it's just i felt weird um that being said and then the whole the the gino pivot to a different personality or different desires and concerns than the previous episode and then uh henry pivoting to being this desperate sad sack who's in love with gino but also on (laughs) opiates like it was a little like what do we how can we create some drama in this episode let change the characters a little bit they did this in glee a lot too uh if i remember like people all of a sudden would have different motivations uh but I, that being said there's still a lot i liked i like the premise i like everyone being stuck in one location and like stuff happening and running into different people i love that type of a, of a story it's very um robert altman was always really good at that as a director but um and then again hello is <laughs> it's so brilliant and funny, I think it's just a great, so subtle, too, voice. Yeah, that wasn't probably in the script at all. It was just like, Hey,
0: improvised, you're yeah. gonna
1: be at the bar and you're gonna try to wave things down. You're an older man, and this is obviously much more of a young guy's world. how would you get the bartender's attention? Brilliant. Right. So, um, I gave a lot of negatives in there, but ultimately, I really did like the episode. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give this a uh, four out of five My ties. Uh, it's a fun location premise. And I think that's what really sells me on having a good time. It, even though the ending was weird to me and I needed more things to sort of happen. Uh, it was still okay. The dialogue character choices, mm, but it still was a fun time. So I'm, I am I'm actually giving it four. That's kind of higher than I thought I would give it. What, what i'm you... gonna be a li- i'm gonna be a little bit harder on it than i think you. okay were, um, good
0: Okay. so yeah because i agree with you that i feel like i had a lot of potential but mm-hmm. the thing is if we were going to be trapped on fire island here i feel like it would be a lot more effective with a real serial killer rather than this yes. Like, weird yes big, you know big daddy not really doing much except for the fight and then like sam just like in a really disgusting way um you know effectively yeah. putting Theo in a position to be... I, I think we're supposed to view that as like Theo dies from HIV while he's on the... Um, tied to the tree, I guess. Um, yeah, it's... I just feel like there was... It was a frustrating episode for Gino and Patrick because Gino was acting in reverse of how he had acted in that previous episode and like Patrick being all grumpy was just frustrating. He was kind of a dick. Um, you know, you felt bad, certainly for Theo and Adam, but I'm still confused about why... I'm confused about why like Adam didn't hang around for Theo when he was so sickly at the bar. And we yeah. were won- like worried or wondering where he is, or wh- I'm still confused about how uh, Theo drank the drink with poison in it. I mean, I need to watch that scene exchange where he dumps the poison into the drink again, because it's like, to right. your point, Ed, there's some weird slate of hand there, apparently. Uh, I'm, I don't love the turn we took with Henry where he suddenly becomes this kind of needy and desperate beggar that then goes to have sex in the woods and, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it just wasn't really redeeming for everybody, and then honestly, I just find Fran annoying. I'm sorry that's <laughs> I, I the whole i I don't love the the tarot plot, and I know we brought her along here it's like just tossing water on Gino for no reason it seems like being an ass so I, it, yeah, I feel like it was. It was a premise of potential that, to, in my mind, kind of flopped. I feel really bad that Theo died; that was really tragic. I'm mm-hmm. glad that it wasn't in a brutal way, mm-hmm. given how Sam set him up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I felt like this is what I was afraid was going to happen when we killed the serial killer, and you know, two episodes ago, is yeah. we had too many episodes to go where the serial killer is a concept, and it's really hard to just make like make that suspenseful or effective.
1: And I didn't feel there... like. I don't.
0: I'm, I don't feel much suspense anymore around Big Daddy. Really. Well,
1: especially because we're looking at it through the lens of the future, which is they're all going to die most likely, unfortunately. Like we know this because of the course of that disease. Well, and we're going
0: to jump ahead to uh, I think one of the what's the last um, is eighty six, right? We're going to like eighty seven, I think, or nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. yeah. Part one and part two. So mm-hmm. apparently there, there will be some survivor in theory who lives to 1987, which I guess we'll find out at the beginning of next episode. I didn't watch the preview. Uh,
1: so I did. And they aged them up a little bit. There's a few you'll see. Okay. Um, okay. You, you do see Henry. You see Sam, who looks very worse for the wear. <laughs> um, I think those are the only two I remember seeing mm-hmm. for sure. And they they are seen at a funeral. So. So we'll see who else, who else, if any, happen to survive. Um,
0: But uh, yeah, this episode just kind of felt bleak, and I don't know, somewhat disappointing for the character characters I've really grown to like in a lot of different ways. um, With them just like kind of all acting, uh, or many of them acting out of character. So that being the case, I'm gonna give it three. I think my tie. I think this might be my least favorite. I mean, bad fortune was I didn't love. I feel like because of what this is. I just feel like the way that the trajectory of this season, if we just let Whitley live longer could have, or like had treated Big Daddy in a different way, could have been, there could be more tension at this point in time. I'm mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me not feeling it, but that's where I'm at is three my Tai. So I think that puts us at seven. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You, every single point you made, um, I agree with, I don't know why I just w- was more of a sucker for this one.
0: Uh, well, I mean, but... it, like you said, it's the the fire Island environment is fun. And mm-hmm. and I, I feel like you do get a kind of a sense of the island as a character a little yeah. bit. I yeah. just feel like it didn't fully do it justice, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's this episode. And um, now we're moving headlong into the final two episodes of the season, which is effectively a two part
1: episode. Uh, so, so. We'll a, talk about that soon. a fun thing that I looked up is uh, part one is going to be directed and written by our lady, J, okay. And then part two is written by Ned Martel and Charlie Carver, who, the three of them all together did this episode Um, and part two will be directed by Jennifer Lynch again. So nice. and Jennifer, Jennifer Lynch directed um, blackout this season. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So You're right. Okay. She was. So on was the one. Season.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm curious to see where it goes and kind of how these two episodes will will culminate across. I, I mean, it seems like it's just going to be the kind of, you know, fallout from the disease. Right. So yeah,
1: it's Yeah. The, the tension's gone like you said it's kind of frustrating i w- i would really prefer uh a, an actual live serial killer <laughs> uh yeah. running around and taking them out yeah it's yeah well, even if we'll that see. even that if that is a metaphor for hiv like it's just so way too literal right now exactly
0: well uh we'll see where it goes excited to to still see the end of this season uh, oh yeah it's, it, it, i mean i would say for the most part it, the season has been really terrifically acted, I would say, and so I'm excited to talk more about that and kind of when we get to the end of the season, converse about how we, where we feel the season sits in the, um, I don't know, revoir of American Horror Story. Um, so, all that said, Chris, I guess up until then, uh, where can people find you between
1: the next episode? Uh, Instagram at Chris Husted, Chris with a K. Oh,
0: oh,
1: wow. <laughs> I, I still have my Twitter, but I'm just not using it until I know what's going on. And I probably will just lose it. Uh, but anyway, I'm I'm just not going into it. Well, I'm not going to might
0: go bankrupt and disappear anyway, is what everyone's saying. So we'll yeah. see what happens there. Um, you can <laughs> but, find me on Instagram, too, at TJMoss11. And you can find us on YouTube at uh, This American Horror Story Podcast on YouTube. And as always, you can reach out to us via email at thisamericanhorrorstory at gmail.com or on uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash this American Horror Story. Uh, thanks to you all for listening. And uh, until next week, the finales, uh, happy hauntings.